the old saying goes, it's better to be silent and thought a fool than to speak up and remove all doubts. There are times when silence is the best tool to use, and there are other times when we just need to speak up. But today on Life Talks, I'm Pastor Dan, and I'm with Pastor Ben. I don't know why I can say Pastor Dan. Because Pastor, you're, Pastor. you love official titles. Is that what it In is? In fact, what Dan wants everyone to do is call him doctor. No, I won't. Call us. Your holiness. That's it. <laughs> No, I'm call him Dan. Doctor, call him Dr. Burrell every single time you see him. Pastor is what I do, not who I am. So, all right. We probably should restart this episode. No, do it. We won't. Let's keep we won't. going. Let's keep right. going. So, anyway, I'm Dan. I'm with Ben. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And today we're just going to have a conversation. We don't have a script on this one. We don't have an outline. We're trying no. to cover 12 points that we must get through. Uh, but we are going to talk about this because this is coming up more and more. And, and you and I are both hearing it. We mm. get emails. We get people stop us at church. And they say, you know, at what point do I need to speak up? Uh, I'm really concerned about what I call self-censorship. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us do it in certain areas of life. And, you know, honestly, all of us need to do it probably more than we do. I'm, at least I do. I do. But we're, sometimes we, you know, we start to say something and then we're like, eh, no, 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 not going to, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, sh- yeah. not everything that crosses my mind is worthy of, <laughs> of letting escape my lips. That's true for everyone. It is true. It's particularly true for me, <laughs> but, but the real, there are some times when we just really need to say, you know what, this is, this is a bridge too far. This yeah. is a line that is being crossed. I need to speak up, whether it's in defense of the truth or with a, uh, you know, not everybody thinks that way, or, you know, that really is offensive. For instance, totally. if somebody was saying something, you know, racist or misogynist, I think all of know that the, culturally speaking that would be completely acceptable <laughs> right <laughs> no in fact culturally the culture's kind of shifted right, in right. days where we would join right. in or, or you know ignore it or roll our eyes but culturally speaking people would say you're standing up against that that kind of language yeah, it would, everyone would agree you with should yeah yes. you should do that yeah. um but for for we as believers we're letting other people define for us when we should be silent and i think that's problematic i think we're losing opportunities to be salt and light mm-hmm. and i think we're also losing opportunities to show the difference that christ makes and truth makes in our life so where do you where, what, what do you think about this well, is I think, this something am i overblowing this i know or? i think this is actually kind of a, a part part two to our our debate episode about pronouns, because I think the reality is doing that episode made us think a little bit about, hey, how do we, how do we navigate these waters in a, in a public sphere? And it's not just about pronouns. It's about a lot of things, but, but, you know, I guess all of us as Christians should say, yeah, we believe in the equality of, of manhood and womanhood that you shouldn't treat one better than the other. So the mis- misogyny is obviously something that, that we would feel is a biblical issue. Same thing with race. We don't believe that one race is greater than the other, right? Because all mankind is made in the image of God. Therefore, all humanity has worth and has value. But when it comes to the areas of sexuality, that's where that's where the Christian is going to diverge from the cultural groupthink that that mm-hmm. is that exists in our world today and and um you know whether they call it traditional values or however you want to call it um we are seeing a it feels like this it feels like a new religion that's being thrust oh, upon Oh I think it absolutely is a new religion it, it, that's being thrust upon man, you know our country and saying you you have to abide by this you have to wear the the rainbow pin you have to um, you know, fall in line with this kind of these convictions and don't don't go against it. And if you don't embrace or celebrate them, you are you're not neutral. You're guilty of hate yeah. or or 
bigotry or something. Yeah. Negative. So I mean, so everything. There's, there's no gray area. Right. So so therefore, you are as bad as a racist. You're as mm-hmm. bad as a misogynist. And so even though we as Christians would stand up against some of these things, and and prob- part of the problem, Dan, and I'm like just let's just acknowledge our history. There are times when biblical Christians did not uh, do were not biblically faithful to the Word of God when it came to race and gender. Right? Oh, abs- absolutely. And so, and so we we do have a bit of egg on our face of not. I think there's always been believers, and you can go all the way back to the founding of this nation, where followers of Jesus were beating the drum against slavery and against the, the uh, mistreatment of the, the Africans that were coming over. And, and so, I think this is an important point that we also need to make sure we understand. When you think with a biblical worldview, mm-hmm. right? And notice I said biblical worldview, not a Christian worldview, because there's a lot of branches of Christianity, mm-hmm. a lot of denominations, mm-hmm. you know, just the Catholic denom- and, and Protestant denominations are two completely, you know, a huge gulf between the two. So when you have a biblical worldview, you you don't use what other Christians use to justify right That's or right. wrong. You must That's use right. what the Bible does. Yes. And many Christians, many professing Christians have abused you know, their association, their affiliation, their title, their faith, right. or whatever, right. for unbiblical yeah. reasons. And we need to call that out. But we also need to make sure they understand it's not fair to lump all Christians Absolutely. into, like, the Crusades or yeah. to the, you know. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing I'm trying to say is, you know, they what the world t- tends to say is when we want to speak up about our beliefs, well, you are the ones that enslave people, or you are, you are mm-hmm. they, they have a misunderstanding. Yes, there were certain Christians that didn't stand up or speak up. Yeah. Against these issues, but William but, Wilberforce was a Christian as yes, well. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, and so was William Penn. And there, there were a lot of abolitionists. I mean, the first wave of abolitionists in our own nation. I mean, what drove them to do that was the Word of God. Yeah. And I think that we've got to remember there was all, there's always been a Christian voice declaring things that were not popular because, by and large. Uh, the people that they were telling to shut up in the in the early founding of this nation were the abolitionists. You mm-hmm. know, just you be quiet. You know, and uh, unfortunately, our nation, you know, didn't heed their warning because it's it's produced a lot of uh, repercussions to that we're living with today. But I do think that there is an issue that we have to be aware of that issues that we have to be aware of that we at some point we talk about convictions during the pronoun episode. We better know at some point where there's a line that when it's when we feel like it's been crossed, we have to say something. Don't you think so? Oh, I, I absolutely think so. And I and I, I also believe that that line is more frequent and clearer than some of us are willing to do because when you do take a stand for truth and when you do present an opposing view, um, particularly in today's culture, it can have some serious ramifications. Mm-hmm. It, could, it literally can cost you your job. Yeah. It can cost you friendships and relationships that you might otherwise value, though I would question if I can't disagree with you as a friend uh, and if I you know, can't do it appropriately and, and disagree with you and that not end our relationship, then our, we, our relationship was not valid in the beginning yeah. with. So, so I, think, I think I want to break this down into what to say, right? Or, or I should say what, what to speak up about. Uh, who we should speak up about, speak up to, and then how to do it. Yeah. I think I and, think and, that would be, and maybe uh, even add when. Yeah, when to do that's a good one. So I think what to speak up about are things that have to do with what I what I consider biblical, uh, you know, biblical truth, um, salvific salvific issues, and then moral issues. Uh, you know, 
Jesus didn't talk about a lot of cultural issues in his day. If you think about it, you know, whenever they tried to pull him in, what do you think about paying taxes to Caesar? What do you think about, you know, when Herod was trying to, you know, uh, tease him to do something? You know, he was always arm's length about getting involved in things that didn't involve the kingdom of God. And I think that's really important. It's really important that Jesus had the kingdom of God that he came to talk about and to do. And when you fill your, you know, so making sure that that those are the things you talk about the most, um, issues of morality. For example, you hear that, you know, there may be certain funds that you donate to, and there are things that your business, you know, your organization is going to be donating, uh, to pro abortion, pro choice types things. I think you have every right as a follower of Jesus to go to your supervisor or to your HR department to to describe and say, listen, I don't think what we're doing here is is good. I don't think what we're doing here is right, you know, um, knowing that, you know, there might be fallout from that. But I, those are the things I would say, hey, if if money you're giving money, if you're if you're giving money to certain funds and you're these funds are being funded you know, to anti-biblical things, yeah. you need to say something. Yeah, I particularly feel that way. I'm a real right-to-work guy and don't believe that you should be required to join a labor union for that same reason. Mm. I, most of the, the choices to support politically of labor unions are different than who I would vote for. Mm. Uh, therefore, I don't want my funds to go for it and, and I should not have to pay for that right. in order to have a job. Um, but I, you know, I... I would I would say I think it's always best to do things privately first and then publicly next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see that in in the story of Daniel in chapter one there where great they, yeah, yeah it's they, a great they example. went to Ashpenaz first and right. said look can can we make an arrangement here <laughs> they didn't do a sit in they didn't do a sit in. <laughs> weren't dramatic. <laughs> Didn't throw the food across the t- across they, they the were, room. They were How dare you feed this to us? Yeah. Um, and and I think even if you do have to do it publicly, you can do it in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. And and so you know if I had to go to a um, a faculty meeting or um, if a professor was saying something in a classroom um, and asked a question and called on me, uh, I'd probably say something along this line. I believe the answer that you're looking for from me right now is this answer to show mm-hmm. that I'd been listening mm-hmm. and that I acknowledged his point. Yeah. And then at the end of that, I would say, I also just want to state that while I understand what you're saying, I don't agree with that. It's not my role to debate you. I'm here as a student. Mm-hmm. But I do want you to understand that I see this issue differently and then end it. Mm. And if they say, well, let's talk about that. You say, I can do that, but I'd prefer to do that after class. Yeah. A couple of things will happen. First of all, you respect the person in their in their position, whether it's a DEI instructor or a college professor or whatever. You respect their role. You're not the teacher. They are. Uh, the second thing is you empower everybody else that may be sitting there silently but are gritting mm. their teeth along with you. Mm-hmm. And someone say, well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. By the way, they will find you out very rapidly after That's the right. session is over. Absolutely. Uh, the third thing is this. You put everybody else on notice that you know, it is okay not to buy into right. the company. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think in all those ways, it can be done respectfully and, and purposely. Now, the professor may say something like, well, I'm sure you're an idiot on other things also, <laughs> you know, because that's what, you know, professors do. They can be demeaning and yeah. overpowering. And you can simply say, well, I, I don't appreciate your characterization, but obviously mm-hmm. you're the professor and I'm not. Mm-hmm. So if you continue to give back a soft response, but a clear response, then, but I would not get engaged in a in in you know a back and forth with a yeah. In that I setting. think that's I think it's important. I think the other thing caution another caution I would have dealing with some of these like what to talk about is um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have the same vigor or 
or pompousness. I mean, that's a bad word. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the same. You know, pounding the table issues. Bravado. Bravado. Thank you, Dan. On the same line as political issues. I'm so glad you said that because I think been, I've been looking for a place to jump in with. I this think one. that yeah. this is when it comes to the kingdom of God, the, the sanctity of life, the 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 authority of Jesus. I think there's certain things that we should put as a priority and say, these are the things I will not violate. But but guess what? If if you have a company that's pretty liberal, I mean, I'm not saying you should hide what you believe, but make sure that you are more passionate about the kingdom of God than the Republican Party. Does that make sense? A- absolutely. And I think it's really important. For instance, um, if you work at Starbucks, you may be asked to wear a rainbow pen or a right. T-shirt on some day. And I've known some people that worked at Starbucks who declined. Right. And they were treated with respect. That's right. Um, now, other places, less so, but mm-hmm. I'm speaking at Starbucks right now. Um, I, I think that's an important distinction to make. I'm not going to identify with a lifestyle that I believe would be sinful and mm-hmm. violate my, mm-hmm. my conscience. Um, at the same time, that same principle does not apply to my right to wear a Trump T-shirt or a Trump button. Um, and and yet, you know, the sad thing is I know some Christians that would be more agitated oh, yeah. about them not being allowed to wear a Trump button um, than they would be about being asked to wear a rainbow flag. So I, I think we need to be really, really, really mindful and careful. Choose the hills that are worth Absolutely. dying on, and none of them have a politician's yeah. name we on them. We are not saying don't share what you believe. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is, what do you, I guess the question I want to ask is, what are you known for in the office? Oh, good point. You know, what, point. or what are you known for in the in the room? What are you known for in your department? What are you known for in the classroom? If you're known as the Trump fan or the Trump fanboy or whatever, um, you know, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying like you shouldn't do, you shouldn't share what you believe. I just think you should. You should be known as something else. Yeah. You should be no. You should be known as if you're known as the Trump Trump fanboy and not the Jesus fanboy. Yeah. I say you may want to reevaluate your identity. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's that clear. Because I think what what there there are bigger. And don't convolute the two, by the yeah, way. Yeah, there are two important things um, that we just need to understand that we're always going to be drawn to defend what is what is real now. Like there are certain people. The, the, tr- the raid on Trump's house, right? I'm, I'm actually going to talk you, about this. You are going to find a way to I get this in this can one right way now. or another. We had a huge debate about, about and and Ben has found a way. Here we go. We almost did a whole episode on Trump's raid. But I do want to bring this in because I do think there are people that are more upset about the raid on Trump's house than they are about their company's stance on abortion. Okay. So I'm I'm poking here, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have these. I'm using a word that you use, (laughs) right? Because that's what you love to say. Um, But 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 I think that you need to do some soul searching if the things that you're the most passionate about, the most bravado on, are the things that are really personal and political as opposed to biblical and salvific. That's that's the biggest thing I think yeah, we need to have people point. understand If this. you don't remember anything else about this episode, remember that. Yeah, because that's what Jesus did. Whenever they try to draw Jesus in the political spectrum, he's like, I have no... That's not for me. Yeah. And 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 by the way, that's one of the tactics because they want to say, well, all you Christians and then fill in the yeah. pejorative, yeah. you know, identity or whatever. And I love when people say that to me so that I can 
rattle off as rapidly as possible. <laughs> of course, one of the reasons why I, I'm not a member of a political party and I don't toe that line is because I particularly do enjoy yeah. being able to say, well, that's not true. In yeah. my case, it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think, and Jesus always disarmed his critics by refusing to answer the question that they asked oh, yes. for the reason that they asked it, but rather answering the question that they should have yeah, asked. Yeah, you can say, <laughs> I don't like that question. I'm going to answer a different yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the next thing I think we should talk about is who to talk, who to talk to when it comes to what when we have to stand up for what we believe. What, what I would, my first suggestion is if there's an issue that you have with your company or with something that's going on in the office, talk to your supervisor, talk to HR. Even if you believe that they are, they're not aligned with you, what I would say is make sure that you honor the organizational framework that you are in. You might not like it, but it's your choice to work there. Yeah, and scripture is real clear about you know right. working within that yeah. authority structure. So, so I think that that the the thing you've got to do is give every opportunity for let to let the organizational framework um, help you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I know that sometimes I I've I know this one believer, uh, and there was an issue in their department, and what they were wanting to stand up for was an important thing. Um, but what they did was they went about the wrong way and talked downline to, to complaining. Right, and, right. and whenever you, di- if you have a complaint or you have an issue, this is true in any organization, it's true of leadership, all complaints go up. They don't go down. Always, I always say vent up, always vent vertical, I'm sorry, horizontal, sometimes. Like if you're in a team of mm-hmm. equals and you mm-hmm. need your opinion, sometimes it's okay. Never go down. Yeah. Never go it's, down. It's, 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 it's not going to help you uh, you're going to lose what you're trying to defend. And I think, you know, so if you are, if you're able to do things in a respectful way, you gave the example of in a classroom about your professor. Uh, it wasn't, you know, talking with a bunch of students, making fun of the professor. It was doing it in a respectful way. And when you do that, your chances of being heard are much higher. Yeah. And don't play the game like, well, let's start a petition or or let's let's call a big meeting um, or don't even use it verbally when you're, a lot of people are upset. No, only speak for yourself. Yeah. That's all you got to do. All, that's all, that's all you have to do. So I, I just think the big point that I want to make with that is work within the organizational framework that, that you have submitted to in, in your organization. So that's, that's the who. I, I would, if I could just add this one little point and, and that is this, if you are in leadership in your organization, <clears throat> use the authority that you're entitled to use also. Mm, yeah. You know, like if you're head of it, my sister is the head of HR at her corporate, at her, the company she works. You know, one of the things that I, if I were a head of HR, I, w- I would make sure that I heard and respected and and valued those who may, because in common culture, in the, the Christian, you know, position is often going to be the negative one. Yeah. I'd make sure that they got some protection from me. Absolutely. Because they have a right, they have the same rights as all the others That's who right. may be noisy or have. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, I know we're, I don't want to go on a rabbit trail, but the whole point of the Constitution was protect the rights of the minority. Yes. That was the whole point of the Constitution. Yeah. And I think we got to remember that. That's the... I believe that is a biblical worldview. It comes from a biblical worldview when you say, hey, everyone everyone needs to be protected to have equal rights. So anyways, and then lastly, I would just say how you do it, be gracious, be humble, but be bold. You know, mm-hmm. there's a way to be, uh, to not, um, you know, be someone who's obnoxious. Right. Uh, do things in, in a way that that you, you show a sense of humility, you show a sense of graciousness, 
but you're not Daniel and Daniel chapter one is the perfect example of this. And I know you've preached on this, so mm-hmm. so I think our our church needs to really listen and and abide by that example. But he was the perfect example of someone who said, "Hey, this violates my conscience. Hey, let us test test this. Mm-hmm. Let us test this standard. And if if it doesn't work." We'll go. We'll do it. Things are your way, but give us an opportunity to do it our way first. Yeah, I love that. I love that humility. I love that graciousness. But he was willing to test God in those moments, and I just, I, I respect that so much about Daniel. Yeah, and I and I think it comes out of that same story also is, and at times you're going to have to be willing to accept the consequences. Mm. Um, you know, the consequences in the 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 initial confrontation and in, in Ashpenaz's house was that they won. They won. They got the they got the soup yeah. and the and the and the water and and they were just fine. But later on, they didn't win, hmm. uh, or at least it didn't look like they were going to win because yeah. it looked like they were going to lose their life. And they were quite willing to do that. Yeah. They they basically yeah. said the Lord may choose to deliver us, but yeah. if He doesn't, let it be known right. <laughs> that we didn't you know That's bow right. our knee, uh, knees before uh, this idol. Um, and then God chose to deliver them. God may choose to save your job, but God may also choose to let you be fired. And, and I think this is important. A lesson that we can learn from the persecuted church around the world is that this, the idea in America that our faith is never going to cost us is rapidly disappearing, Mm. and we're moving to a new time when, yes, your faith is going to cost you. There are going to be some jobs in this country that you, as a Bible-believing Christian, will never be eligible to hold. It's, and by the way, if you don't believe that is true, let me ask you this question. When is the last time you saw an evangelical Christian nominated for a seat on the Supreme Court? You won't see it. It won't happen because you know as much as it, everybody who knows the process has just been politicized. There is no way that an evangelical Christian, and it's coming close where it's going to be where a Catholic can't. Yeah. Uh, but the Catholics tend, and, and some Episcopalians, you know, but basically, um, you know, the, the litmus test is going to be if you have religiously conservative views, you're not going to be done. able to, yeah, yeah, you're not going to be able to get onto the Supreme Court. Yeah. So now th- you play that out in, in, and maybe CEOs of certain companies. It may be an employee at Starbucks at someday. It, it, you know, it may be elected offices. But the question is, where is your ultimate allegiance going to lie? Finally, is it going to lie in the truth, the mm. word of God, or is it going to be in what makes me rich or comfortable or powerful mm. or these other things? These yeah. are tough questions that are coming our way. Mm. So, well, folks, as always, we we enjoy having our conversations uh, out loud so that you can listen in on us. You won't always agree with us, and that's perfectly fine. Always feel free to send us your comments, questions, or ideas for other episodes. Like Trump's raid. Like Trump's raid. No, don't <laughs> send us that one. I'm going to veto that one. So, And you'd probably be surprised at my view on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we don't mind controversial ones. They're fun, and, they're, and we offer them in fun. But if you do have those, and as always, we ask that you share a link to this episode or any episode on your social media, if you would. Thanks again for listening. This has been Life Talks. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.